The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com <laughs> Take 12 From our nation's capital It is Thursday, March 21, 2019 And this is The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hi, my name is Bob Hello, Bob Hi, coming up on today's show It's the Goth Ninjas They're here for three-way Thursday Jody Hamilton from the Stephanie Miller Show and the great T-Rex David Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast. Meanwhile, in the news today, uh, Twitter is busily trolling Devin Nunes because Nunes is a whiny diaper baby. Meanwhile, Trump keeps attacking John McCain. Why? Because Trump is a whiny diaper baby. And Roger Stone is pleading the fifth because Roger Stone is, say it with me now, a whiny diaper baby. Uh, by the way, we've got music from Substance Abuse and Monday Favors. But first, let's talk about Patreon. Everyone's raving about my interview with the uh, the great Donna Halper, the former Cleveland rock DJ, who helped discover my favorite band, Rush, and introduce them to the United States. She's also a politics and media professor up in Cambridge, Massachusetts, so she knows stuff. Yeah, everyone's falling in love with Donna, and you should too. Make sure to bookmark our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. And if you dig what you hear, please help support this completely independent podcast for $10 or $1 per month. One of those numbers, and depending on your subscription amount, we'll give you hours of weekly bonus content, including our post-mortem show, recorded after the end credits roll on our Tuesday and Thursday shows, along with our Friday after-party podcast and the 90-minute ultimate edition of this show without commercials. We're also posting all kinds of free content on our Patreon page, including our Wednesday interview show with people like Donna Halper, Malcolm Nance, John Fugelsang, Frank Conniff, Jillian Barbary, Stephen Weber, and the Frangela Duo. That's bobseskashow.com, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorable. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops yes water like out the toilet well i mean it doesn't have to be out of the toilet but but yeah that's the idea but brondo's got what plants crave it's got electrolytes okay look the plants aren't growing so i'm pretty sure that the brondo's not working now i'm no botanist but i do know that if you put water on plants they grow well i've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet hey that's good you sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world yeah (laughs) Okay, look, you want to solve this problem, I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brando's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they use to make Brando. Yeah, but why do they use them to make Brando? Because Brando's got electrolytes. Bob Seska! I don't know what we're yelling about! The Bob Seska Show! All right, we're finally underway. We had to start the show like 12 times. And it was entirely my fault. It was my fault. Say we? I, What's this we? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't bring us in on this. Oh, you look. Get a tapeworm? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sitting right over there, it's the Goth Ninjas. <laughs> I like that. That's my favorite. It's I love it. Jody Hamilton and T-Rex David Ferguson. How are both of you? How are you doing? What's happening? Are you hanging in? Are you stressed out? Are you freaked out? What's what's going on? Is there an all of the above? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the club. 
I was just sitting in and watching Twitter yesterday and just uh, not necessarily, I don't want to use this metaphor. I don't want to say I was bathing in the madness yesterday, but uh, it was it was overwhelming. I mean, the mania from the president, the insanity. Yeah. We're, now, we're now at the point, um, Jody and T-Rex, we're now at the point where Donald Trump is simply communicating with the words, no collusion. It's like he's saying, I'm Groot now, but instead of uh-huh. I'm Groot, <laughs> It's no collusion. So no collusion. Yeah. No collusion. No, yeah. no collusion. What? No. No, no collusion. No collusion. No collusion. No. No. No collusion. No uh, collusion. No. No. What? No, no. collusion. No collusion. Yeah. No collusion to both of no you. No collusion. <laughs> no collusion. That's right. No, I saw that. I, you know, I saw your tweet about it yesterday, Bob, and I was afraid to hit play, and then I saw it on one of the MSNBC shows, and I was yeah. just, I was like, he's. He's got a hole in his, he's got a leak in his dinghy. His, you know? <laughs> That's a good I mean, way of putting it. His elevator doesn't go all the way to the top anymore. Uh, it's yeah, just, no. I mean, there is something deeply like sprung in uh, there. Are you, mean, you mean to say Trump is crazy? Trump is crazy. Yeah, he is crazy. He's... Does he have the splinters in the windmills of his mind? <sighs> yes. All I know is with every tweet that came down yesterday and every bit of news that came down yesterday, I was finding myself screaming, Sweet merciful crap! I was just going nuts because it's just, again, it's the fire hose of news. It's the fire hose of tennis balls, as Stephanie Miller calls it. And I- I'm at the point now where... I almost feel like it's a weird Pavlovian thing now for me because I feel like I'm constantly having to maintain um, being plugged in to the matrix. You know what I mean? I'm constantly, I've constantly got that socket in the back of my head, like a hardwired into Twitter and I can't step away from it because at any minute something catastrophic is going to drop. You know, I compared it to, I wrote a piece for the, uh, the banter newsletter that's uh, out now, uh, banter, uh, the banter.substack.com. If you can remember that. Um, okay. And I, I started off by describing that Stephen Wright joke that he told like back in the eighties, where he's talking about how, if you lean too far back in your chair and you, you almost fall over it, but at the last second you catch yourself and he goes, I feel like that all the time. And that's how I feel. It was like I, I watched Free Solo last weekend. Uh, oh, on, that sounds frightening to watch. Yeah, I'm was, not interested in that. You know, I <laughs> I have it. I don't. I, I have literally zero interest in watching that. <laughs> I loved it, and I'll tell you why I loved it. Uh, it was like being on a roller coaster. It was like being on the most terrifying roller coaster. I hate those too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this was like you're watching this guy. This guy. Um, was uh, free soloing or trying to free solo up El Capitan in Yosemite. He's climbing this sheer cliff face 3,000 feet in the air. That's taller than the tallest building in the world. And he was doing it without ropes or any sort of any, anything holding there. So so one wrong move and he falls. And, and you know what? My palms are sweating just talking about it. But that's. Did you see that movie? Is it a documentary or is it a film? It's, it's a do- documentary. 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 Yeah. So like he really could have fallen and cracked his head. Yes. Oh, my burned. God. Yes. Yes. At any yes. minute. Did you see that, that movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt where he played the guy that went across the Twin Towers? Like, oh, three times? yeah. Yeah. The uh, Robert Zemeckis movie where he. Oh, yeah. yeah. He went across Don't that. Don't see that. <laughs> I know it's really, really hard to watch. It's like watching all those. I hate heights. All those Russian teens. You know the Russian teens who climb up to the top of the uh, skyscrapers and hang off and take a selfie of themselves. It's mm-hmm. just, mm. it was like that. But I was comparing that. I mean, it was sort of a fun version of what we deal with every day with this mental patient in the White House, ready to uh, destroy it all. 
on whimsy and and with 40% of the American voting population. You know, go yeah. more, please. Greatest president ever. Uh, yeah, and I'm it's going. My favorite ah. dictator. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, you know, I was writing about this uh, in my book, actually, mm-hmm. the chapter that I recorded and put up yesterday about yeah. you've got to create some space in your life that is social media free. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com/slash the T Rex Report is where you can find yes, it. Yes. Yeah. Hi. Uh, I'm writing a book <laughs> called Widowmaker. Uh, yes. Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly have a time. You know. Um, <laughs> But, uh, so, yes, yeah, so you were saying. <laughs> well, you know, I, when I first get up in the morning, I don't go straight to social media anymore because it's too upsetting. Mm, it's just too, like, it's, you know, so I, I open a book, like a paper and ink book. Yeah. Or, and I write every morning. You know, Sarah Kenzior, who you will go insane if you listen to all the time because she's a, you know, she's the expert in totalitarianism who mm-hmm. hosts Gaslit Nation yeah. uh, along with... Um, is it Andrea Chalupa or Ange- An- Angela? With Andrea, I, you know, I used to work for Andrea Chalupa, and she was, uh, you know, I never actually, I, I don't think I ever said her name out loud. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. It's a relationship that's taking place via email because I used to write right. for AOL's Wallet Pop when they used to have a Wallet Pop publication. Oh <laughs> yeah, and I and she was my editor there, and so that's how I know. Andrea, and I think that's what I referred to her as, Andrea Chalupa, but I probably mispronounced it. So please. Right after the election, Sarah put out a list of things people should do. And one Mm -hmm. of them was to like make a paper and ink list of the things that you value that are real. And to keep daily, like a keep a diary to be like this changed today and this is different. You know, it's just it's a place in your life where two and two is always four and putting children in cages is always wrong. And it's your, you know, you can't get text messages or check Twitter on it. Uh, you know, it's a book with pages and, mm-hmm. and you have to like focus on that. And yeah, just, and there's I, not there's not a pending disaster around every corner. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. it's this is like almost like playing a perpetual game of doom where you're in that corridor and you've got the first person perspective with the gun in front of you and you're marching through and the guns bouncing back and forth and you turn the corner or like a Resident Evil uh, video game where you turn the corner mm-hmm. and there's a zombie devouring a human body in the corner. You're like, ah! Well, <laughs> you got to run away. I think more mousetrap, you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe kind of like that, too. Uh, I mean, there are numerous metaphors that can be applied to the discomfort, the constant feeling of being off balance that is part of following this presidency. And, you know, like it was fun on Tuesday, on Tuesday's show. So I liked your Californian show. sketch. That was funny from SNL. Oh, yeah, that was. Uh, but those are Southern Californians mainly and uh, right. certainly not. They didn't grow up here because if you grew up here, you don't call the 405 the 405. It's a San Diego freeway. And the 101 is the Ventura or Hollywood freeway. But really, the 170 <laughs> is the Hollywood freeway. And then the 10 is the Santa Monica freeway. I mean, you know, you we doing? name our freeways. <laughs> that's right. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we spent, I think, the first 20 minutes with Buzz on Tuesday not mentioning Trump at all. And it wasn't a deliberate yes. thing. It just happened to come together that way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a healthy thing to do, I think. But it's at the same time, I'm, I'm conflicted because I feel like we got to keep our eyes on this guy. And, and it will come to you. If yeah. something really major happens, if there's something catastrophic, mm-hmm. you know, if something really massive drops, there will be no way that you can escape it, even sitting there right. with your book on your lap. Right. You yeah. know, so take 30 minutes in the morning, Bob, yeah. please, before you get your blood pressure jacked up, checking the news, just like get one of your Civil War books out. But you guys may not know this, but Bob is a Civil War nerd. <laughs> I'm so proud of that. 
That's that's me craving my Civil War library. Thank you. Oh, did you see that picture of Larry David's daughter like at some Civil War monument? And he's like thrilled to be there, and she's like there. And oh like, yes, yes. Because I'm like, oh my god, that is my entire childhood. And well, one yeah, that, there was that episode of Seinfeld where George Costanza's talking about how he wishes he was a Civil War buff, and mm-hmm. they're talking about being a Civil War buff, and that of course was written by Larry David and, and drawn from reality because Larry David wants to be a Civil War buff or actually is a Civil War buff depending right. on his level of, uh, of expertise but I mean here's here's the big question for the room and I, I haven't checked the news on this uh, today but um, Trump yesterday about this time about this time 24 hours ago said that uh, by tonight which would have been last night that mm-hmm. ISIS was going to be defeated once and for all he even showed us a map which mm-hmm. of course tipped off ISIS like an idiot you don't hold up a map with high definition cameras he was all around. All about the visual aids yesterday. Oh my was all about god! The props. Like that was his thing. Like I've got a map. I've got a. I've got a paper thing to hand. What was the other thing? He had? <laughs> yeah, he, he was I like don't at know. A rally in Ohio. He had a he giant had, like, melon and a and a hammer that he was going to bl- bash the melon with it. And I, I don't know. He was going to start he's doing Gallagher ga- now. Ga- yeah, he was going to do Gallagher, <laughs> and I'm just screaming at the TV. Merciful crap! Yeah, he. I mean, he promised. This is the Gallagher presidency, and we're all in the front row with no plastic. So, so not only did he hold up that map um, as he was going out to Marine One, but then he held up the map again as he was delivering a speech to these, I guess they were defense contractors who make tanks. I guess that's where he was yesterday, Mm -hmm. sweating and screaming like he always does. But I mean, I mean, yeah, and sniffing too, of course. And he was red faced and sweating. I mean, it's the same kind of crap that we all saw at CPAC, mm-hmm. or at least I saw at CPAC. But yes, you had to do that for all of us. I know. I'm Thank still you. recovering from it. It was like it was so <laughs> painful. I still got I, I've got bandages. I look like Les Nessman. I'm just covered I still in. Still feel like that. Wounds. I feel like that about the the first Republican debate that was like three and a half hours long when they were, <laughs> all of them were on stage, and it was just like yeah. how who can be more dark and evil yeah. and spiteful than the rest and Ben was like, we have to watch it. And I was just, by the third hour, I was just like squirming in pain. Just like, <laughs> That's please. true. And I just, yep. ever since then, I haven't watched a single Republican debate of any kind. Yeah, so, well, I mean, the, again, more madness. And, and you, you sit and you watch this crap. And this also includes what he was saying about John McCain, um, which I want to get to here in just a second. But I mean, he was actually saying, I mean, he was promising the world that by last night, I don't know, by what, 930 Eastern or something, that ISIS was going to be defeated. <laughs> and again, I wonder, has anyone followed up about that today? Has anyone asked, is ISIS defeated yet, Mr. President, like you promised yesterday? Of course, they're not asking that. Well, and and uh, wasn't he supposed to stop all crime already? Yes, he was supposed to end crime on day really? one. Remember? That? Oh, yeah. God. Remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Day one, no more crime in the world. Ever. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, if ISIS wasn't defeated, uh, it's possible that all they did was say, oh, he's coming after us there on that map that he's holding up. Let's yeah, we'll l- move. L- yeah, let's let's quickly, uh, you know, run and get to the other place. And suddenly they out the door there goes he finally ISIS. reads his presidential daily briefing and then he can't help but show it to the reporters he's just like a little like a baby it's like oh look i pooped in a potty you it's, know just yes it's so amazing that he gets you know briefings from the military to him this is something spectacular that the military is telling me things and he thinks it's so special and that he has to tell the world that and, and make it out to seem as if this is something that's unique to his presidency where he takes mm-hmm. ordinary 
basic presidential things, things that every president does or has done to them or with them, and then makes it out, frames it as if this is unique to him. Like, this is only happening because he's president, not because it happens with every goddamn administration where the military right. comes in, like a, a briefer comes in and tells him what, what's happening with ISIS in the morning. He's like, isn't it amazing? They tell me, and it's the greatest thing in the world, no president has ever been given military <laughs> briefings ever. And so he's got to bring the map out, for God's mm-hmm. sake. <sighs> so... And that wasn't, uh, of course, the, uh, well, maybe it was the worst thing, but the thing that got the most coverage, of course, was his ongoing whiny diaper baby attack against John McCain, a dead guy. Donald Trump is so desperate for a winnable debate that he's going after a dead man. And losing. And, and, and losing. losing. The and dead lo- guy's winning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. He is losing. Because, How is it possible? I mean, Brian Kilmeade was going after him. Obviously, Meghan McCain on The View this morning was going oh, bananas. And you, I mean, that's that alone should put him in the Hague, making me feel sorry for Meghan McCain. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, oh, for, I mean, how I do just you hate the things this president is turning me into? Thank you. <laughs> I mean, maybe one of you two can explain this to me uh, in regarding Meghan McCain, where she can see very plainly that this man is mentally ill, he is incompetent, he is unfit to be president, he is unfit for any elected office whatsoever, he is unfit to be on the national stage, much less Mm -hmm. be president of the United States. She has got to see this, and yet she goes around repeating his ridiculous infanticide fantasies about the Democrats. I mean, how... How can you, like, I, I know we all have our contradictions, but this is a, like a glaring public, obvious I feel like it's so dangerous because the more I hear them talk about that, the more it reminds me of the anti-Semitism stuff from mm-hmm. like 200 years ago where they yeah. were like the Jews yeah. make their bread from the bones of Christian children. <laughs> Jesus, and it was part yeah. of the dehumanization. I just, I think mm-hmm. we need to be very conscious of the fact that the Trump people fantasize about shooting us. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. know they fantasize about killing us and taking over of their country. And oh, you what should happened see in you New Zealand, T Rex. You should see my email. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just... I've got some fun hate mail this week. Oh, I bet. <laughs> some of them along those lines, like they fantasizing about shooting me, or somehow me getting shot, or me somehow getting mouth raped. Somehow, uh, you know, it's just wow. like oh god, yeah. <laughs> that was a Facebook comment, by the way. Yeah, someone really obsessed with uh, with like having anal sex with me. That was, was like I was amazed well, to see this. Well, that's really understandable. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying that like it's a bad thing. That's well. I'm, I mean, coming from that guy, I'm sure that guy would be quite upset if he realized what exactly it was he was fantasizing about. But so I don't, I don't think he realized these it. guys over into the red zone. Is it your tweets? Oh, I don't know. But I, I do Is know that just I the show. I, I mean, I, I did interrupt you as you were saying something. So please, what were you saying? You were saying about how they fantasize about shooting us, right? Um, right. Oh, that's really I just there was a thing that somebody on my personal feed from yeah. Georgia posted from their neighbors down in Cordell, Georgia, where it was just like, you know, we will def- this business will defend the president and itself with the Second Amendment. And oh, I saw that. Like yeah. This uh-huh. Belligerent like. And it's also just so cheap and tacky. This piece of clapboard that they've put this, they've wheat pasted a paper flyer to. It's just like, really, guys? It's just so ugly. (laughs) Well, it's kind of amazing, too, that they don't realize that Donald Trump represents all of the things that they they used to hate, right? Like Donald Trump is uh, one of his latest. Rich, out of touch, elite, East Coast. 
Yeah, exa- exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and the ev- evangelicals love him. And yet, I know, you know, like one of the things is he's threatening and Donald Trump Jr. is doing the same thing too, threatening regulations against Twitter, Facebook and um, Saturday Night Live, for example, mm-hmm. where oh, suddenly now we support big government meddling in private industry. That's mm-hmm. now become a Trumpism thing, right? I mean, that's now yeah. part of the Trumpism banner of ridiculousness where it's okay, we no longer care about letting the free market work things out. We, we want to regulate Facebook, which quite frankly needs to be regulated, but also yes, um, Twitter, and we need to go after Saturday Night Live and the news networks, and we need to punish them because they're being mean to Donald Trump. And this to me... I thought they were the free speech guys. Let's free speech in Berkeley. Well, it's free not just, speech. I mean, it's not just the free speech thing, which Donald Trump, of course, signed an executive order today, ordering all the colleges if they want federal money to... Uh, allow free speech by anyone so i guess milo is now going to be doing a national speaking tour i don't know for sure uh, if that's actually happening but uh no he's but that's toast. the sort of thing that, that oh yeah absolutely but the, the thing is though again it's government regulation and i thought this was the anti um regulation president right but yet here he is trying to regulate these these businesses too and at the same time i thought the republican party was the uh republican party that was against frivolous lawsuits was against mm-hmm. you know right. was in favor of laws tort uh, reform tort reform exactly and now they've become the party of sue everyone i mean they mm-hmm. started that during the obama administration jody you probably remember all of this that you know in order to uh sort of circumvent the Democratic majorities early on in the the Obama administration um, that they would start suing Barack Obama because of the various things that he was doing. So instead of going through the legislative process because they couldn't anymore, suddenly it's a series of frivolous lawsuits to stop Obama. So I, I always thought these were the tort reform people, and they're not. And that, of course, brings us to... Devin Nunes. Um, this is the, the thank you, Devin Nunes. I have to say, this story is the most fun uh, that we've had in the news for a while because, of course, Devin Nunes is suing these Twitter trolls because they were mean to him. And, of course, we right. need to. <laughs> Devin Nunes' music now because, uh, good Lord, I mean, how, how can, you know, I guess, you know. I shouldn't sound so uh, uh, confused by this, but I mean, these are the people who have been who have spent the last three, four years referring to us as snowflakes and mm-hmm. saying "fuck your feelings" and "fuck mm-hmm. your feelings." Yeah, and, well, and it's the thing is, until their feelings get hurt, they're all about the free speech, and then it suddenly it's gone too far. <laughs> yeah, um, this has gone too far. So and, yeah, but see what they're doing. He knows he's not going to win this case. Defamation cases are famously awful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no legal leg to stand on. But the people who are running these accounts, who are probably making you know forty thousand a year, if that, like at a you know big box store or something, yeah. and playing on Twitter in their spare time, are now going to have to cough up huge amounts of legal fees right. to defend themselves in court. And he's got deep pockets, and he knows he can start himself a legal defense fund anytime he wants to. So mm-hmm. like these people are going to have to really like. Their lives are going to be upended, probably. Because yeah. Well, I think Devin Nunez's cow, though, is going to have a lot of support. <laughs> Since yeah. Devin Nunez's cow now has more Twitter followers than Devin Nunez himself. Oh, yeah, this is great. <laughs> See, you're missing out. The cow's not that funny. It's the mom. The, the mom's mom. brilliant. Oh, my God. She is hilarious. It's the mom's dark. brilliant. Yeah. I love Devin Nunez's mom. But, I mean, that's the thing. I think that these, these two people or the one person or whoever's doing it, 
um, if they needed to, could raise money. Oh, sure, uh, sure. For their legal defenses very easily through Twitter. I mean, I donate money to both of them, too. Well, so, well this is a fascinating uh, series of events. Okay, so first on Monday, um, the Twitter account, Devin Nunez's Cal, at Devin Cal, <laughs> has around about, about 1,000 followers. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Tuesday, Nunez files this $250 million frivolous lawsuit against... That's apparently uh, against, the magic number. <laughs> against Devin Cal. Um, yeah, like I the mean, Covington Christian kid, didn't he sue for 250 250, million? Yep, exactly. Yeah, you, you know, That's I the wonder. Magic number. Hmm, interesting, interesting that it's the same there. I wonder if it's coming from the same. There's got to be like a dark money group that's behind all of this or something. Some sort of uh, Roger Ailes group haunted fax machine. Yeah, like some. <laughs> some it's cur- like speaking from beyond the grave, like a Ouija board through the fax machine. <laughs> like every day they get a fax from Roger from beyond about their talking points, like they used to. Just yeah, never stopped. Well, I mean, I'm it's. Convinced. I mean, I, I'm totally serious. I, I think there might be some uh, super PAC or something that that is probably orchestrating these lawsuits as a way to get you know to own the libs or whatever but he he filed this 250 million dollar lawsuit on tuesday um against devin cow and devin nunez's mom these twitter accounts and twitter itself of course alleging a, right. a defamation um no, they, they have no, control. No, no 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 yeah and the, the shot yeah the shadow bans that's Nobody another sees my tweets because i'm tweeting and no one's responding it's like Devin, so dude, stupid. And free course, market of ideas, for right? Yeah. But and but you're now, basically selling tainted dog food. <laughs> so now nobody this, wants what you got. The, the last couple of days, they've been doing a drive to see if they can get more followers for Devin Cow than Devin Nunez's account. <laughs> so by today, Devin Cow now has more than five hundred and fifty thousand followers, which is so great. <laughs> 550,000 followers, that's 150,000 more than Devin Nunez himself. So, yeah, yeah, round of applause for Devin Nunez's cow and everyone who's. Yep. who's and if everybody that gave ever. him a dollar that just signed up to, let you, to follow Devin Nunez's cow, then he's he or she has plenty of money to, you know, defend him or herself against Maybe this that stupid whee, lawsuit. Where's that indictment sound? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, what, what, what's uh, the only sound I have booted up is. A, that's not a, that's not a very good indictment sound. So, but you know what? You know what? Here's a great sound. This is Rocky Mountain Mike. Oh my God. Oh yeah, this is great for Devin Nunes's cow. This trip that psycho Devin Nunes at white dope. This one for that rat snake, that trumpet boy, that snowflake. Crying, whining, getting all up in that Twitter. Got a lawsuit, got a screw loose, gonna sue that cow. So silly, he's so dumb, so dumb. Yeah, call the police on that Twitter man. He's not smart, to get smart. That mean old cow is just breaking his heart. I'm not smart, hot damn. Say his name, he's just a dumb brain fart, brain fart, brain fart. <laughs> he's about that Fox News money, break it down. Nunez cow, hallelujah. Nunez cow, hallelujah. Nunez cow, hallelujah. That Twitterverse gonna get down, give it to you. That Twitterverse gonna get down, give it to you. Never Nunez cow gonna get down, give it to that you. That cow's escaped the barn already. Can't believe he's that dumb. Dumb. <laughs> oh, man. I thought I'd throw that in. Oh, man. Rocky Mountain Mike. Thank God. All right. 
Oh, he's been it's on almost fire worth it through these times to have parody like that. You yeah, know? yeah, is. we absolutely need that. We need America needs to laugh, and thank you to Rocky Mountain Mike for helping us all do that. All right, you know that's something I was going to mention earlier when you were talking about just the daily stress and toil on our brains and souls and hearts by yeah. this administration. Is that like a friend of mine was like, well, isn't it exciting, you know, to be a journalist in this time and getting um, the first draft of history? And I was like, you know. Escaping from a burning car is exciting, yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to do it every day. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, I remember backstage at Sexy Liberal, I think it was in uh, Washington, D.C., in fact. In fact, Charlie Pierce was there, and I was talking to Charlie Pierce backstage, and we were basically having the conversation, well, isn't it amazing to be in journalism at this time? And and Charlie was like, oh, my God, yes. I mean, the, the, the material that we have to work with. I, you know, I really wish I could embrace that attitude like oh my god this is amazing all this stuff that's happening i can't believe i get to write about this but i'm going i don't know this is no this is a disaster this is a crisis this it's is too scary awful. i really yeah i see more and more of this dehumanization of our side by their side and it yeah. just makes me nervous i live yep. in a red state i live in a blue town in a red state that has a very progressive city administration mm -hmm. but it just it's only getting Just, worse. It's only getting worse, T Rex, and mm -hmm. and you're entirely right. Especially you. I mean, I'm in a I'm in a blue state, and uh, Jody's in a, a blue state, and you're you're in Georgia. And uh, mm -hmm. while Georgia is moving toward purple, it's still. I imagine you go out to a certain uh, uh, distance away from the next nearest city, and it gets really kind of it, sketchy. <laughs> I, yeah, it's yeah, deliverance I, country. I, I mean, it's literally I know you, I know deliverance you country. I know you hate this music, but get too far. It just gives me flashbacks. <laughs> I'm expecting beer bottles to come looping out of the dark, oh, man, you know, like yeah. from the cabs of trucks as I'm trying to walk home from the all ages disco or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's unnerving and it's stressful and it's constant mm -hmm. and it is. Con it's like going back to what I was saying at the top of the show. You have to constantly be wired into the matrix, or else you're gonna miss something, and that. That inherently, in and of itself, is unhealthy. And yeah, I, I disagree. I, I think it's important. It's critical to take breaks from the Matrix. You have to unplug. Yeah. There was one guy, I can't remember who it was on Twitter, who was like, dude, I took three days off from Twitter. He's like, it was amazing. Nobody gives a fuck about Ben Shapiro in the wider world. Nobody. Yeah. These people and their garbage opinions matter nothing in the world mm -hmm. at large. No matter mm -hmm. how much billionaire money gets dumped on them, they really only have the tiniest sphere of influence. Yeah. Uh, and they're just so not ready for prime time. He's just like, nobody cares about them. Just yeah. take time away from Twitter. And yeah. yeah. It's not real life. Well, the it's best. A very, it's a. I Watch mean, Riverdale or Supergirl or something. That's true. And, and one of the things I'm going to do as soon as the weather gets better, because t today, by the way, in the D.C. area, it's kind of like that day that when you walk into a classroom in grade school and there's a film strip projector set up, it's that kind of day. It's it's right. it's dark. It's rainy. And yeah, you it's just raining here, too. Yeah. You just want to take a nap while there's a film strip going on. That's the <laughs> kind of day it is. But once everything gets better, I want to get outside and I want to start riding my bike and doing outdoor things 
and breathing fresh air again, uh, and to, at least at the very least, to be able to, um, to to experience something other than the constant bombardment by the fire hose of news. And one of the things that I absolutely have to make sure to wear as I go outside with all of the skeeters, all of the mosquitoes here in the swamp mm-hmm. in D.C., is, of course, my bugger-off bug repellent from buggeroffbomb.com. It's a beautiful... <laughs> I mean, it's going to be beautiful here in the D.C. Metroplex before too long where I'm going to want to just unplug my computer and grab my bike and ride like the wind. But before long, the air is going to be filled with all those stinging, biting insects. And literally no one says I love getting bit by flying insects. Right. So this is the motivation and driving force behind creating a product that works for everyone. Raise your hand if mosquito bites are the worst. Hello, anybody? I'm raising my hand here. Bugger Off is handmade in small batches by Karen Reese in the wilds of the Pacific Northwest. Here are your four steps to being bug-free this summer. Number one, rub balm between your palms. That's step one. Step two, cover desired areas. Step three, wait and feel mosquitoes being repelled. And number four, <laughs> repeat in a few hours for true happiness and enjoy. There. See? It's How does it smell? It smells, you know what it smells oh, like? It smells really good. It smells yeah. clean. It smells clean nice. and fresh. There's no foul chemical not odor. Not like DEET. Yeah, certainly not like Deep Woods Off or any of that crap. Yeah. This is this is actually, this is good smelling. This will make you smell fresh. It'll, it'll uh, basically be invisible. I mean, you really don't need to worry about any odor that goes along with it. Nice. Um, way better than the, any of the store-bought repellents. Bugger Off smells clean and fresh, and it won't stain your clothing. Plus, no more mosquito bites, another line of defense against any insect-borne diseases. And it's just ten ninety-five per tin. I've got my tin of Bugger Off bomb sitting right here on the desk here. I'm going to... There it is, pa- tapping up against my microphone. That's the sound of the bugger off bomb. Uh, 1095 at buggeroffbomb.com. That's B U G G E R O F F B A L M.com. Again, that's buggeroffbomb.com. Oh, 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 almost forgot. Use the promo code B O B C for 15% off your order of bugger off bomb at buggeroffbomb.com. The Bob Seska Show. This is uh, a hip-hop duo, Substance Abuse, and the song is called Bridges. This is an amazing, amazing project. It features uh, AC Alone, uh, uh, and the uh, the two main guys of uh, Substance Abuse are S.O. Trey and Subs. Right? L.A. Uh, hip-hop duo. God, I love this album. I'm going to include the link to their Spotify in the description under this show. Yeah, you know, I was really happy to get some hip hop here. I got a lot of. Uh, yeah. I love lot- that sample. It takes me back to being a little kid. Yeah, and, like, I mean, my mom's friends that had afros and like the big. Do you remember the butterfly dresses? Yeah, oh, Jody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you remember like the? Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow, wow. So thank you to everyone for uh, sending me all of your independent music. BobSuska.com slash music if you want to submit. I'm already getting the spam, by the way. Um, I'm going to have to fight the bots off at some point with my music submission page. 
But uh, I love really, these Really, I think guys. that's just going to be the rest of our lives, just fighting bots. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to actually show up in three dimensions, and they're going to be terrifying metal terminators. But... <laughs> By the way, uh, regarding I'm full this, of joy today. Reg- yeah. re- regarding the song, uh, Bridges Subs came up with the idea for Bridges because he felt we needed to do a song about uh, unity in these increasingly divisive times. How about that? Couldn't think of a better MC than uh, AC Alone to bring on board, as he is a special cal- talent for creating dope songs built off a single metaphor. Their goal was to create something in the tradition of their heroes, the Native Tongues, a trap, that, uh, a track that was jazzy, positive, and upbeat with a message that the modern audiences could relate to. So, oh man, substance abuse. The good kind of substance abuse. <laughs> it's the positive substance abuse. All right. Uh, more music coming up here. Uh, meanwhile, I let's... I just figured out over time that when I abuse substances, they abused me back. That is... <laughs> that is Every time I hit the bottle, it hit me right back. I mean, do, do you think like some of the health issues you're having right now, T-Rex, were uh, substance-based or like repercussions of that? Smoking. Smoking. It's a huge part there of it. There you go. Yeah. Smoking, smoking, smoking. And if you do smoke and you're listening to this right now, please stop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. just I've, do your best to try. It's it's important to quit. It seems like the consequences are far, far, far off in the future. Yeah, yeah. You know, that maybe, you know, I'll miss the last 10 years of drooling on myself or something, but no. Yeah. I mean, it came to me like banging down the front door. You are going to die now. It's a combination. I mean, we have like a, there's a heart thing and the men in my family, we have high cholesterol and we have a place and our, like the, we just develop like my dad has a stent there. Mm-hmm. My uncle has a stent there. So it's And just, now you have a stent. I do. Everyone's got a stent. Everyone, all the Ferguson's, all the T-Rexes. Since we're talking about, you know, music that's very associated just very quickly and spring yeah. is coming. What is a, what is your beautiful day in the car with the windows down song? Oh, well, you know what? Right now it was, um, I actually did that on Thursday where it was a, re- it was a really nice day last Thursday. I think it was in the upper sixties and mm. it was sunny. And I just, for the first time since, uh, last fall, I was able to roll the windows down and be in the car comfortably. And I just, uh, turned up that song that I played last week by Cougar, the tiger. Um, I like that song a lot. Mm-hmm. Big fat mouth. And you know what? Yeah. This this song bridges by uh, by uh, substance abuse. That's another one that I would absolutely. That's what made me think of it. Yeah. 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 Totally. And in fact, you know, a lot of the songs I, I seem to be landing on by all of these recording artists are like springtime songs, perfect for rolling the windows down and cranking it up, and you know, finally breaking free of uh, being locked in our places. Those of you in Southern California don't have to worry about this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> back here in the swamp. It's like it's been, you know, three months of darkness and I'm I'm really ready to uh, break out of that. So but that's a, that's a really that's good one question. Of the things about California. I know that someone recently unfollowed you for purported uh, California oh, bashing. Yeah, yes, that was so weren't. dumb. Wait, Jody, we don't know your song yet. What's your song? Yeah. Oh, you know, anything from the who? <laughs> I, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you on that. Yeah, that you works know, too. Totally works. Um, especially earlier stuff. And then the mm-hmm. Eagles, they always bring me back to summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's I great. Feel like and, mine and is probably Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Really? It's a great song. Or like Think about uh, the guitars and just how sparkly and shiny and just. I'm going to trump all of yeah. you. The, the best roll down your windows in the springtime song on a warm day Stone in Love by Journey. Try That's that. a great song. Yeah. Oh, I hate Journey. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but maybe, also, maybe not I, you. What I, I like it's to just, do. I mean, it's just one of those white people things. Like yeah. breaking, I've never broken yes. an iPhone screen, yeah. and I've never liked Journey. It's just, I'm <laughs> handing in my white card. That's okay. No, no. The other thing that I like to do in the dead of summer, like July or August, if I have the top down, is play Stephen Colbert's Christmas record. Oh, as really? Loud as I can. Oh my God! Are you go, serious? 
oh yeah, like hey, it's another Christmas song, and people look at me. It's July, and they're like, yeah, I feel much better now. Well, that's not just Christmas music. That is warped Christmas music. Oh, it's fantastic. Colbert's. What do I know from Jolly? Hanukkah <laughs> song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colbert's uh, Christmas special was the most twisted, most I bizarre thing I've ever seen on television in my life. That was the I strangest. Love that More than the Star Wars Christmas special. Um. Yes. Well, you know what? It's a toss up because the Star Wars Christmas special. Was was earnest. It was earnest in its. Uh, we we're we're trying to do a serious Star Wars special here. So Colbert weird. was deliberately being weird. So there is a difference between those two. Uh, true. Those two yeah, attitudes true. going in. Okay, uh, back to back to shitty things here. Politics. Let's talk about the Mueller report. This is something I feel like I need to caution everyone about because I yeah. was a person who was following the Scooter Libby trial, like every step of the way. Yeah. And. We were, I hate to admit it, like falling into the personality cult thing of Patrick mm-hmm. Fitzgerald. Yeah, Fitzmiss. Lifelong Republican. Fitzmiss. You know, mm-hmm. very like, you know, a th- he's not really our friend. And yeah. the indictment gets handed down and then the sentence gets commuted and it's all just like, you know, no one ever suffered any consequences for what mm. they did. Yeah. Um, and so I just want to caution everyone that, you know, Robert Mueller is not your granddad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he you does know, not have a Werther's in his pocket for you. Um, well, that, that's like, an interesting point that you're bringing up because I feel not exactly the same, but something that I have noticed through many years of covering this shit. And in fact, I've been thinking a lot about the same thing, the Patrick Fitzgerald uh, special counsel investigation of, uh, of the uh, Valerie Plamegate uh, mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, the thing that I keep going back to is this, that we end up, well, let's say events end up coming up short of our expectations. It's just kind of the way things really work. Like we really, what I really want to see, and I'll speak for myself, is, you know, the the report to be filed. And then the next day, uh, Donald Trump Jr. is indicted. Donald Trump himself is indicted. Jared Kushner, Ivanka Trump, Eric Trump, the whole inner circle. Brad Parscale is in there, too. Just the entire conspiracy all gets indicted, maybe in one mass indictment or maybe spread out over several indictments. Um, and, and I keep thinking in terms of that, but but I know in my heart of hearts that it, it may, it's going to come up short of that because it always does. It always does, right? Like, well, this, I'm, the, I'm heartened by the launching of the state prosecutions against yes. Manafort yeah. to keep and make him pardon-proof. That's true. Well, and then Hope Hicks is going to testify to Congress. Yeah. And she's oh, giving man. up stuff. Yeah. And I think gonna she's talk ever going to gonna figure out that the smoky eye is an evening thing. Wait, what, I don't what, think so. Hope Hicks you? always looks like someone just handed her those charcoal binoculars. Yeah. You know, that anyway. Yeah. Well, no, no, the, the thing is, is, is the, the congressional hearings are like, sh- to me, a shadow impeachment mm-hmm. hearings, first yeah. off, without calling them that, they are conceivably that. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, Felix Sater is going to talk next week openly. Oh, it's wow. It's going to be a public yeah. hearing. That's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Congress is also looking into the same things as Mueller is, and then they can look into more because they're Congress. Yeah. He has a limited, he's limited in what he's allowed to do, which is why he sent it to the Southern District of New York and to different states as well, going, hey, this is a state crime, mm-hmm. not a federal crime, has nothing to do with what I'm technically supposed to be looking at, but it came across my desk. Yeah. Here you go. And giving it all, to all the right people. The, the, the Russia thing is part of the problem, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> certainly. Certainly, yeah. but the other things that have been uncovered because of this investigation give me hope that the people that are responsible for the the illegality that they're doing and continue to keep doing, especially Jared Kushner, yeah. um, 
that that heartens me and they're going to finally the comeuppance is there baron and tiffany are going to be fine the mm. rest of them are not yeah Right. I just feel like it's going so slow, and that part, it is. Like, it we need like to be it. proactive. Mm. Like the Ru- the Russians and the bad guys, and Trump himself have been a step ahead again and again. And things have gone wrong in ways that we have not anticipated they could go wrong. Mm. And that's what makes me crazy. Is I don't feel like there's anybody being proactive and being like, "What if this happens and then this happens?" You know. And then mm-hmm. yeah. Pelosi's thing about taking impeachment off the table. On the one hand, I understand it as a political calculation for. Not giving Fox News the ammo, mm-hmm. right? You know, for like, here come the impeachment happy Democrats. But for every Latino person in this country, for every transgender military personnel, per, you know, it just it says we don't we won't fight for you. Yeah, yeah. It says we don't care enough to stand up to these crimes that have been committed against you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only going to be when it affects us. Yeah. Or we see like a bipartisan consensus, which is that's just never, ever, ever going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm as just long as Mitch McConnell's tit is in Trump's ringer. <laughs> it is just <laughs> never going to like I mean, it's we're never going to get a bipartisan consensus. Just like let that go. It's a fairy tale. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, all I need to do is get a couple of uh, Republicans on board and they can call it bipartisan. I mean, that's that's ultimately what I was thinking about when she was saying bipartisan. I was thinking bipartisan in terms of like the stimulus bill where they were able to get, I think, like Susan Collins on board on the senate side and maybe we a couple have still of been incredibly lucky that there's been no pandemic flu no mm-hmm. massive terror attack oh yeah nothing that could you know give his authoritarian ass an excuse to do away with the law yeah it's, it's kind of amazing isn't it that no one has actually tested donald trump from a foreign policy point of view no one has really terrorism do- is expensive well yeah that's true like, it's but hard I mean, to do and I, they're just sitting back going he's got this man <laughs> like i'm not gonna blow myself up yeah trump's got this he's gonna do more damage to america than we can i just exactly. I feel like they are honestly standing back and just being like why would we do this like, <laughs> yeah it's complicated and expensive and people get hurt and die and like he's got this well, he's going to take them down on his own. I think it's important at this point uh, to to kind of recap where we are in terms of all of these investigations, so we have a sense. And 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 oftentimes, what happens is, and I am right there with everyone else on this front, which is that I just end up feeling overwhelmed by things, and that it seems to be the ongoing theme of today's show is just this overwhelming mm-hmm. sense of, oh God, it's like an it's a constant plate spinning act, is what it is, mm-hmm. just constantly mm-hmm. keeping those plates going around on the the little sticks but uh, here are the investigations that are happening currently there's 17 different trump russia based investigations uh there are the investigations by the special counsel number one the russian government's election attack number two wikileaks number three middle eastern influence number four paul manafort's activities number five the trump tower moscow deal other campaign and transition contacts with russia uh, obstruction of justice and then we have the investigations by the u.s attorney for sdny we've got campaign conspiracy and the Trump organization's finances. We've got inauguration funding. We've got Trump super PAC funding. We've got foreign lobbying. Then there's the investigations by the U.S. attorney for D.C. That's the Maria Butina and the NRA investigation, which could be a whole thing by itself. 
um, investigations by the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Virginia. We've got um, this there's one Russian being uh, Elena something Krushianova. Uh, uh, we've also got Turkish influence. We've got a tax case. We've got the Trump Foundation. We've got the emoluments lawsuit. And then there's this whole thing with this woman and her massage parlors in Florida. And, and on top of all of that, there's the Jeffrey Epstein chaos. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are all yeah. things that are are tangential but would have Jamal Khashoggi yeah Mm -hmm. Jamal Khashoggi these would all be things that would be almost presidency ending scandals even not almost any end yes any single one of them would have destroyed a normal presidency and And we have to talk about how we got here we have to I mean Fox News is why we're here yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's the only reason this is allowed to continue is because they have been you know, injecting an undiluted you know white supremacist agenda into the body politic for 30 years. And part of what is, I feel like we need to talk about is they, people are like, well, it's good reporters there, but it's still reporting with an agenda and mm-hmm. it is a right wing agenda and it's still slanted and it's still like what they choose. They had a 10 year anniversary of Solyndra cut <sighs> story yesterday. Oh my God. Are, wow. you, ser- are you serious? I am. Wow. A hundred percent serious. Oh I mean, God. and they'll be having ten-year anniversary Hillary Clinton email stories if we allow them to continue. They have to be brought down. There has to be some way. I mean, it's got to be illegal for them to pump out so much information disinformation. Uh, I have a question: Isn't the woman that uh, did have the Stormy Daniels story? Isn't she going to talk to Congress? Um, one reporter from Fox that had the story and they killed it. Uh, yes, yes, she is. In fact, she's handing over all of her documents to. Right. I, I want to say it's the Judiciary Committee, probably, um, or, or could be oversight as it's well. Oversight, yeah, I think it's yeah. oversight. You're right about that. Um, and then there's it's not a journalist organization; it's an anti-journalism organization. They have a black ops room designed to yes. stop journalism. The brain room to yeah. surveil people mm. and take out political hits on them in the you know and create a astroturfing blog campaign against people. And yep. it's just I mean Roger Stone pled the fifth today. I don't know if you noticed uh-huh. this. I mean, this news uh, kind of floated under the under the radar too, where he's he's pleading the fifth when it comes to the <laughs> house. Getting another tab. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting another tab for this. Go. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know what? Speaking of that, uh, oh yeah, you're talking about the beverage, but you know what? I mean, we, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, in actual tabs, I normally must have like 40 or 50 tabs opened up in my oh, wow. copy of Firefox uh, and on any given day and these are all like things that I'm I'm reading and things that I'm uh, got uh, slated for the podcast and things I've got slated to write about it, it's just it, it, sh- it shouldn't be like this but I mean here we have Roger Stone uh, invoking the Fifth Amendment because, of course, he's got nothing to hide, right? There's right. No, yeah, there's nothing to see here. No crimes, nothing going on, no collusion. Wasn't it Trump who said, like, if you're guilty, you take the Fifth? Right. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. It, it did happen. Right, right. <laughs> well, then, didn't he, uh, he, there was something he was talking about yesterday. Oh, the Electoral College. The, that's a whole other story. And you know what? I want to get into the Electoral College a little bit more on the postmortem show. Um, Yesterday at that tank factory in Ohio, who's like, I just won this massive historic victory. I'm like, dude, that was two years ago. He said, yeah, he said it was the greatest. I just won this amazing greatest electoral college victory in history. Yes. He got 300 and what? 303 electoral votes. What? Obama won with 320 something. None of that is real. What about Reagan? What about Johnson? I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, if you're a Trump supporter, if you're a red hat and you hear that crap, you got to say, oh, he's he's bullshit. He's a liar. But he's our oh, liar. See, they know that sends the fact that makes us scramble around grabbing facts, and they like they think yeah. it's funny. 
Yeah. We jump when he says hello. Oh, yeah. Well, here's, here's, I tweeted this this morning, and this is a real thing. I predicted that at some point in the not too distant future, Donald Trump is going to tweet something favorably about flat earthers. You watch. He's going to, he's going to do this for no other reason but to watch the frenzy of WTFs on Twitter that I will certainly be a part of. But I mean, this is something that he's going to do just to troll, if not actually believe what they're saying. There must be something to this. Why don't we stop all space flights until we figure out what the hell is going on? It's going to be something like Space Force maybe needs to look into the flat Earth theory. Space Force. This is uh, I, you know the I, flat I'm, Earthers are everywhere around the globe. You know that, right? That yeah, I, I do know that. But the, I mean, here, didn't they say that in one of their? They yes, did. yes, they yeah. did. They don't get it. They don't Seriously. understand. But the fact is that. I seriously believe that the flat earth thing is being uh, fed by Russia. I think this is being fed by the Internet Research Agency or something similar, where, of course, we know anti-vaccine propaganda is being fed by Russia. Yes, yes. It's like they not only want us divided, they want us dead with measles. Yes. You know, like... It's just uh. and they want they want all of the normals to be constantly running around swatting down the uh, the madness, swatting down all of this. Instead, and and this goes hand in hand with the the flat, god damn it, the flat earthers, which is just it, it's Dan Badandi, it's all of those conspiracy Logan nuts, Paul, the YouTube creep. It is just the absolute pinnacle of stupid shit on the internet, where someone comes up with some cockamamie thing, and then suddenly it becomes a thing because people are fucking stupid. And will believe anything they see in print. Anything. And Russia is watching this, and Russia absolutely knows. Meanwhile, we have to run around like maniacs, kind of, you know, swatting everything down. <laughs> or at least- Here's a fact. Here's a fact. I'm checking this over here. Yeah. Wait, I've got a fact, you know. <laughs> totally no collusion. No collusion. No, no, no collusion. No collusion? No collusion. No collusion. This is the song that's running in my head 24-7. I'm just always hearing this. Okay, so, yeah, as I said, Roger Stone has pled the fifth with the House Judiciary Committee because there's nothing to hide or nothing to see there. But... By pleading the fifth, you are saying, if I open my mouth, I will incriminate yes, myself. Yes, it's just like the uh, the whole perjury trap business. Right. Like, oh, if he's really, you know what, if he's really telling the truth, then he wouldn't be afraid of a perjury trap. Because you know what, you have to lie in order to be caught in a perjury trap. There, it, there is no such thing as a perjury house. trap. Yeah, exactly. It's called a question and answer session, and if you lie, you've then committed perjury. There's no yep. trap involved. Yep. Well, meanwhile, Trump says the Mueller report uh, has it was just going to happen out of the blue. It's. I mean, oh my God! This guy's pulling a report out of his ass. I don't understand. How yeah, where did he come from? Me? I just won this massive electoral victory. No, he none of that is true. He just appeared through a membrane from another dimension. It's kind of amazing. Somebody rubbed a lamp, and instead of Christina Aguilera, it was yeah, Robert Mueller. Instead of Barbara Eden, he doesn't know who she is. He doesn't know who Christina Aguilera is. He'd well, he say thinks Barbara real. <laughs> he said, I mean, thing, you know, I heard him talking about the duct tape and the border thing, uh-huh. and I'm just like, that's all from that movie Sicario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like none of that is real, and he thinks it's real, and he's just talking about in detail about the blue tape. Yeah. It's bad stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's bad. Very bad. Well, you know, <laughs> he, said, he said this yesterday. <laughs> I just won one of the greatest elections of all time in the history of our country. No, he didn't. And even... Yeah. He just lost the midterms. Even you will yeah. admit that, he said. And now I... Ha- no, he said... No, he actually won the midterms. Don't you see? Because the Senate is more important than the House, and he gained two votes in the Senate. <laughs> He won oh the God. Senate. That's how he frames it. We won the Senate. 
as if that's how uh, okay never mind and and he said and now i have somebody writing a report that never got a vote so this is the whole thing now that Robert Mueller is unelected, so therefore illegitimate. The people didn't vote for him. The people. Uh, when did we people. vote for Jeff Sessions? Yeah, when did we vote for Jared Kushner or Ivanka mm-hmm. Trump? Who, Thank you. We don't really even know what Ivanka Trump does. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, it's, well, that new book is coming out. Is it out today about um, the Kushners? Oh yeah, I think it is. Or it, yeah. it, if it came out, it came out on Tuesday. I think. Yeah, Isn't it, it the just dropped recently because she's she's been on the rounds doing interviews. The, the author and it's quite amazing what she found out was able to find out, and they're not happy. Needless yeah. to is say, there anything more fun than listening to British people talk about sordid things? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love that. That is uh, that they is so much fun. In wanting nothing more than wealth and power. <laughs> well, see here, I mean, Donald Trump obviously uh, steeps himself in things like uh, Fox and Friends, right? So he gets lots yes. of his ideas like Space Force. And, yeah, he, he gets it all from Fox, watches Fox and Friends. And this is why I think one of these days he's going to come out in support of the flat earth thing, because he's going to see something on Fox and Friends about it. And then he's going to start tweeting about it. And then he's going to find that people cheer for it at his rallies. And then it's going to become a real thing. That's how, uh, you know, shit goes from Steve Ducey fever dream to Donald Trump reality to where we have to all sit here and go, oh my God, he's doing it again. Whatever uh, happened to hear there be monsters? I mean, wait do you hear this. This is Steve Ducey. Steve oh, Ducey this morning. Crazy. Here's Steve Ducey this morning talking about the Electoral College and not understanding anything. Brian, you made a great point earlier when it comes to one of many, by the way. I was hoping you'd add that. <laughs> Please. Uh, when it comes to two hours in getting rid of the Electoral College and, uh, you know, making the small states insignificant because people would just uh, go ahead and just campaign in New York and California. No, they wouldn't. Well, if the first in the nation primary is in New Hampshire and the first caucus is in Iowa, they would be irrelevant if it was all based on the popular vote. And so that's not going to resonate with them. They're not going to like the candidate who shows up and says, yeah, get rid of the Electoral College. Sorry, Iowa. Yeah, well, fuck Iowa. I I feel like it's not fair for our political destiny to be in the hands of people who've made poor life decisions like living in the Midwest. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that, that whole thing just made my, my brain hurt. My brain is now itching like you wouldn't believe it. It's like my brain has poison ivy now. And and you know why? Because what he's doing is he's conflating the primary process with right. the, right. you know, no, the general election when, you know, electoral votes are distributed there. And you know, the, the other thing is, Okay, well, I'm going to get ahead of myself here because I meant to talk about this on the postmortem show. But the other thing is, is that the the uh, national we take the, the well the national popular vote interstate compact about. Um, the electoral college and assigning the electoral votes of that state to the winner of the national popular vote that doesn't get rid of the electoral college it doesn't sure abolish doesn't. the electoral college yep. the electoral college remains intact and so what happens is that the, the electors instead of giving their vote to uh, the winner of the statewide popular vote they just give their uh, electoral vote to the winner the of the national winner. popular yeah. vote and that's it so the electoral college would still exist and it could, if it wanted to, stand up against uh, you know a dictator or a populist or whatever like Trump. But I don't see that happening. In theory, it should have happened last it time. Should have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should have. Yeah. So, but that's I mean that's the kind of stupidity that Donald Trump is hearing 
every single morning. So Donald Trump is walking around right now going, oh, the Electoral College and uh, the delegates in Iowa, and I don't know what's going to happen with New Hampshire. I was just going to say that like Peter Ducey's, like, or <laughs> Steve Ducey. his name is, Steve Ducey's yeah. kid's yeah. name, Peter. Peter. Um, <laughs> he does have a son named Peter who is a reporter for Fox News, which I don't know how he got that job. Well, that's like that's a Trump. You just, you just did a Trump um, thing where he, you, know, you just called Steve Ducey Peter. Trump does that all the time, calls the person by his wrong name. If there was a one like clip, Tim Apple? Yeah, yeah, Tim Apple, exactly. And Elon Tesla? <laughs> But I was just going to say that Ducey's logic is he's just like saying, like, if we take the leashes off the dogs, then cars won't have hermit crabs. <laughs> and, uh, it's just, like, <laughs> That's the title of the show. I think that might be it. Oh, man. On that note, let's take uh, one last break and come back, wrap up the show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is Monday Favors. Oh, I love this song. Think Trump. This is our uh, one of our Patreon subscribers, Harry Nagel, doing almost everything on this album. The album is called Resist, and it's a series. What's that? What's that? Can't you hear like David Byrne singing this? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. This particular song, this has got uh, like, sort of a Talking Heads vibe to it, and um, it's a, it's an album of protest songs against Donald Trump. So this is you totally want to get this. They have a uh, a store up at CD Baby. I'm gonna put up a, a link in the description below. Of course, again, it's Harry Nagel from our Patreon page, and the uh, the uh, uh, project is called Monday Favors, and the album's called Resist. Just ah, uh, God. Some amazing protest songs on here. Really clever lyrics and just uh, a variety of different kinds of music uh, on this album. Thank you for supporting all of our independent bands. Thank you for doing that. Appreciate it. And thank you to uh, everyone who's been submitting their music. Still getting more and more songs every time we do this. So, um, nice. all right. Getting back to uh, business here. Uh, you know, one of the stories that uh, need to turn into a serious investigation of the president um, mm-hmm. is this uh, horrifying story. 
about these girls who are being raped in U.S. custody yes. at the border. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Where they, I mean, there's another story actually too, where ICE detained a 72 year old, what, a 72 year old grandfather with Alzheimer's. I mean, my God! And and now they're at the point where there's such overcrowding at the border that they've just started to release people, just started to let them go. And I wonder if uh, Biff is aware of all of that. I don't know. Probably not. But uh, but yeah. So Rachel Maddow wasn't necessarily the person who initially broke this story, but she's been going back to it and really emphasizing it and doing an amazing public service by uh, calling attention to uh, uh, to to this. Uh, just uh, it's it's hard to really grasp how awful it is, and to know that this is all happening at the taxpayers' expense. In our name, I mean, there's this Trump appointee, Scott Lloyd, who's tracking information about these girls, using it to block them from being able to get an abortion if they asked for it. He's he's keeping track of their this their periods. The he's got a freaking Excel yeah. sheet of their menstrual cycles, yep. but when they can't keep track of children they separated from their parents. Mm-hmm. I just oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right. so mad. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. and it's really one of these things that it's so horrible that it's almost impossible to grasp the full horrifying nature of it. I mean, it's so far beyond. And to know that there's really, I mean, almost nothing that can be done about this. And I know there are lawsuits that are circulating, and that's right. and that's all good. But the fact is that, I mean, any sort of accountability for ICE, for um, for HHS, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know Congress is doing it, but it seems to me as if why? You know, I'm hearing myself talk and I'm going, oh, you know, the answer to this, Bob. I mean, my God, um, you know, I'm going, why? Why aren't the Republicans on board with this, too? Why won't the Republicans say anything about this? They couldn't care less. No, they couldn't. They couldn't. But Trump's even I mean, like ICE is going after human trafficking victims when they're released from custody. Like it's they're they're afraid to leave the people who've abducted and are torturing them and holding them captive because they'll mm-hmm. get deported yeah. and end up right back in the hands of more human traffickers probably. And these are like the people that Trump is using as human shields, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, for his rhetoric about immigration, about how they're going to you know clamp down on human trafficking while simultaneously making life more dangerous for yeah. the people who have been, the children and women who are abducted and trafficked. Well, the, the also, the, the really, really uh, frustrating aspect of all of this is, uh, you know, I mentioned there are lawsuits and everything about this, but there is a court order that ordered the, them to stop interfering or obstructing access to reproductive services, mm-hmm. and they kept on tracking. They kept yep. on doing all of it. Yep. Like, like, well, those people are fanatics. I mean, they really yeah. honestly believe that like, it is their responsibility. They are saving lives every time they rescue a clump of cells. Mm-hmm. You know, and they really believe that people who are having abortions are committing murder. Well, there's the answer um, to my question. I mean, obviously, the uh-huh. reason why the Republicans aren't on board, on, on board with this is because they're perfectly satisfied with having these girls' uh, of bodies regulated. Yeah, because of the abortion thing. Well, I mean, Mississippi, didn't they just pass, didn't the governor just sign into law the heartbeat, the stupid, <sighs> ridiculous heartbeat bill is what they like to call it? Most women don't even know they're pregnant. Yeah, yeah. At six weeks. Right. Unless they're, unless they're actively checking 
you know, and, and writing everything down and checking their temperature and all these sorts of things and actively trying to figure out their ovulation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most women don't know until seven or eight weeks into a pregnancy that they are indeed pregnant. Yeah. And so this is like ridiculous. And, and this and is one of those states' rights things that just to me is disgusting and appalling and that we need to have a national standard applied evenly across the board because just everything from like health care to Medicaid to access to reproductive health services is such uh, is so uneven depending on your zip code. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, the thing that I worry about, and you know what, I, I made a big push uh, not too long ago about federalizing our elections because the states continue to play grab ass with our elections. They should be, they should have the toy taken away from them if they can't uh -huh. play nicely. And But then I started thinking about it. You know what happens? Suddenly Donald Trump becomes president and then Donald Trump, who has control over a, a significant chunk of the federal government, can then um, orchestrate what happens in our elections and or there's the possibility of that I should say and that's something that I, I get a little uh, queasy about um, and the same goes for like some sort of federal uh, reproductive rights legislation mm -hmm. that would protect people across the board state by state where there's a uniform thing and you know you can make the same argument for uh, uh, gun control as well like maybe well, I mean Roe was, Ro was the federal standard for a long yeah. time and yeah I think we actually just that. need to make a law that it's like no more laws based on your crazy Jesus shit. <laughs> we'll just like you know keep that like we we're not going to pass any more laws or infringe on anybody else's liberty because of yeah. things we can't see okay well there just are just like you know you can do that at home keep it amongst yourselves it's like a penis on a date just like you know it's there's a time and place for that but it's not just just for you to start waving around and inflicting yeah. it on everybody like yeah. no don't don't like just, don't take it out don't take no it out. No more yet. Jesus laws, yeah. period. Like, that's what we're going to call it. Freedom of religion, fine. That means I'm free from your religion. Exactly. I, you know, and I don't know how much play this story is getting, but speaking of federal level laws, I, I would be very, very concerned with regard to Donald Trump after hearing about this particular law that's being, uh, or that's already been passed in Russia, which is this mm -hmm. fake news law that yeah. uh, in Russia that now punishes Russian media for criticizing Vladimir Putin. And and, you know, if you all you got to do is look at Donald Trump Jr.'s Twitter feed, you all you got to do is look at the president's Twitter feed. And it seems like they're moving in that direction, too. Now, granted, trying. Yeah, they're trying. Granted, though, obviously, Congress wouldn't get behind this. But oh, I say depends that. On, I say on that now. Congress. Yeah, I'm like, what the? What are you? What are you saying, Bob? I mean, my God, um, Jim Jordan, really? Yeah, Mark yeah. Meadows. Those guys would totally get behind this sort of thing. But the fact is that all Donald Trump has to do is sign an executive order, uh, you know, ordering the FCC to strip the license of any broadcast outlet that was criticizing the president, as few as there might be. But yeah, uh, I mean, that's the thing is, like, it, he would think that that would apply to, say, I don't know, CNN or M MSNBC, which are not under the control of the FCC. Right because they are not broadcast over the air. They are cable. It's a whole different bag of regulations <laughs> there. Yeah, right. So he would think he would get rid of those two networks and that wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, exactly. He doesn't understand. And, uh, but of course, he doesn't need to actually pass something that works or that would actually function True. along those lines. Right. All he needs to do is say, pass something that would give red meat to the red hats and so and just pacifying them. Oh, Donald Trump's regulating the media now. Great. Yay. But come no on, it's going to be like news. Devin Nunez trying to sue the internet for hurting his feelings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, I just I can't think of anything that would expose him to more ridicule faster. 
Yeah, I know. I know. Um, well, he uh, does want the. What's funny is he's his complaints about NBC and CNN and MSNBC are that they're so one sided against him. So mm. he's arguing to reinstate the fairness doctrine, which I am all for. Yeah, that's yeah, the funny not? thing. It's it's amazing that what they're doing now is they're actually supporting things the republicans the trump supporting republicans are actually in favor of something like the fairness doctrine now yeah i'm all for it go let's do it great let's let's reenact it let's start enforcing that again it was abolished in 87 let's bring her back Mm -hmm. i am a hundred percent for it i think you know if we want to own the red hats if we want to own them right (laughs) on back just tweet back at them and say look if you want to bring back the fairness doctrine i'm all for it let's do it yep Let's do. No. Let's get on board. I remember it's one time a bipartisan effort to bring back the Fairness Act. Yeah, I mean, there was one time along those lines. I, I I love arguments like that. There was one time I was on the uh, I was on Geraldo's radio show uh, as a guest, and oh and and you know who was on at the same time with me was Tucker Carlson. Um, oh. Yeah, and so this was. Uh, <laughs> did you this, get a Silkwood shower after that? I <laughs> really did. I did. I needed to be sandblasted after that. But what happened was, is uh, he started going off about how much money Barack Obama had raised. This was during the 2012 election, and just I can't believe how much money Barack Obama's raised from all these corporations. And I was like, Hey, look, you join me. We'll we'll uh, strike down. You know, we'll we'll actually start to pass some real you know federal uh, election finance reform. Yeah. How about that? Let's how about it. we, yeah, how about we pass some uh, yeah, finance no reform legislation? Private money in elections, period. Exactly, exactly. And then, of course, Tucker Carlson had nothing to say about that. Um, all his tongue, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> certainly. But uh, Anytime along- you look at Tucker Carlson, you got to think about TV dinners, because that's where the money comes from. His TV mother dinners? is like a Swanson, yeah. Really? And oh, like, really? Yeah, like his grandfather, or, you know, great uncle or somebody introduced, like invented the TV dinner and was like the Swanson and Swansons. Mm-hmm. So every time I look at him, I think about like, you know, nasty dried up baked chicken or <laughs> like little hard pellet peas, you know, like just. Uh, but of course, yeah, uh, of course, he's on vacation now, isn't he? What's vacation mean? Vacation is <laughs> when you go it. somewhere. When you never come and you don't ever come back. Right. You don't ever come back. Actually, I think he's back. He's going to back. a nice farm upstate where he can run with the other preppies. <laughs> uh, what are they, Chase rabbits. And he's going to be hey, fine. Yeah, he's gonna, a nice family is taking care of him up in <laughs> upstate from here. To yeah. Uh, well, the best. Yeah, his middle name is Swanson. His middle name is Swanson. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> his name is Tucker Swanson McNair Carlson. Is he really? Associates, yeah. He has, would, two, uh, oh he has two middle names, Tucker Swanson, McNair, Carlson, and Associates. Well, um, uh, no, he, next time you ever get, if you ever get in an argument with him, just be like, okay, TV dinner boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Mr. Sodium. Like, yeah. let's just, you know, you really want to go at it? Let's talk about where your money comes from. Where'd you go to prep school and why your parents had money from TV dinners? Uh, you know, the best wow. uh, Tucker Carlson joke I've heard on Twitter in the last couple of weeks is uh, Tucker Carlson is is a docksider that became a real boy. Oh, my God. I love that. Wait, wait. <laughs> He's a docksider shoe that became a real boy. Yes. Okay, I've got a Tucker Carlson joke that I made up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What's the difference between Tucker Carlson and a neti pot? What? What? One is a lukewarm nasal douche, and the other one's a neti pot. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Thank you, thank you. Oh, you know what? Let's let's, let's end with some good news here. Andrew Gillum is going to try to register one million voters in Florida. Talk about something that deserves a big round of applause. Praise Jesus. Yeah. 
Yeah. I oh. wish that I could, like, get the State Department to sort of, like, should, I feel like I should be able to sue Georgia's electoral board to be like, I'm not being represented fairly. We have evidence this election was stolen. Yeah. I want, like, the United Nations to certify this election before I will call that man governor. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, how soon? without representation or something. Surely, like, there's, I mean, I have no recourse whatsoever as a citizen when the election was clearly stolen from the person who actually won it. Yep. I mean, how soon are we going to have UN election observers in this country? I think it's only a matter of time. Especially after what happened in Georgia, especially what happened in Florida. I mean, we hear about the people from The Hague getting blocked from entering the country. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yes. Yes. Right. Oh, my God, that's right. So the the International Criminal Court, yeah, the International Criminal Court can't enter the country. So right. they, they, they can do what they do at the International Criminal Court, which, right. oh, that's at The Hague, isn't it, though? Yeah. Yes, okay. that's at The Hague. It's the in Rotterdam. Court. The Hague. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In, in The Hague, is it at The Hague or in The Because The Hague is a city, right? It's not a place. And so right. it's in The Hague or at The, I don't know. You know it's what? It's like Sade. I just. Like, there is a girl named Sade, but it's also a band called Sade. <laughs> Right. right. There's a building called The Hague, but it's also the name of the, the city. The and city, the right. Port. Okay, yeah. there, there. Then it's right either way. Say, so, you know what else? I just don't care. <laughs> All right. We got the postmortem show coming up next on our Patreon page. It's bobseskashow.com. Make sure to support our independent artists or independent musicians here on the show. Click the links in the description below for both substance abuse and Monday favors. Uh, oh, let's see what else. Uh, Jody Hamilton can be heard at from-the-bunker.com. That is the From the Bunker podcast. T-Rex can be heard at uh, patreon.com slash the T-Rex hey. report with his novel and his podcast and it's everything. the T-Rex report. No hyphens. T-H-E-T-R-E-X-R-E-P-O-R-T. All right. See you on the postmortem show, folks. Bye-bye. Ha, 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 ha.